0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success Show. I'm your host on this show. My name is Jihad. Just a bit of a recap of the idea behind the show, just in case anybody has joined us today for the first time. The idea behind the show is that we invite inspiring guests to share their stories and their journeys to success, what they do and how they've achieved it. In my personal work specialising in personality traits, I analyse individuals' personalities using the model of the Prophet Muhammad and I use examples of the Companion's all the Sahabas as well as the Prophet's wives who hold the same personalities as the individual in order to serve as the role models. Similarly, in this show, I want to also bring current role models who have inspiring stories to share with us and the journeys behind their success. I want this to be an inspiration, inshallah, for all of us. Throughout so this show, dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any specific questions to the guests, please feel free to send those in 0779. 481822. Our guest today is someone I really look up to who is very inspirational and does amazing work for the community, mashallah. We have Jennifer, who is also a TV presenter, event and radio host, and a motivational speaker specialising in entrepreneurship, healthcare, youth empowerment, and social issues. As a Muslim woman, she blends unique life experiences with unrivaled storytelling skills to bring you on a journey of empowerment and self-discovery. Jennifer, honoured to have you with us on the show today and welcome to the Arise the Success Show. How are you doing? Can you hear me clearly, Jennifer, yes? Jennifer, I met you around two years ago. I uh, initially was receiving your newsletters, uh, which I, I, I can't even remember how I signed up for them. But it shows the power, mashallah, of newsletters and emails that you were talking about a few days. So actually in, 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 a, in an event that you had. So the newsletters was coming about sisters in business. And I was reading, you know, those newsletters and your name was popping up. I didn't know who Jennifer was, but one day I decided to drop you an email and um, I was sure if I would receive a response back because some you know some companies don't um, respond sometimes. Um, but, mashallah, he responded and he invited me to your event. And I remember the event that I came to two years ago. As soon as I walked through the doors, the sisterhood is just something I, can, I managed to sense straight away. I walked through the doors, a sister welcomed me, she introduced me to other sisters and the networking started really well. And in fact, I'll be very honest, I'm not sure if I told you that day I wasn't having a very good day, but subhanAllah, that sisterhood that I've experienced, it just made me forget about everything. So mashallah, you've created that amazing platform of um, um, sisters where they unite together and support one another. So perhaps if you can tell us, um, Jennifer, about the sisterhood sisterhood or sisters in business platform that you've created, um, where I truly felt that sisterhood you know uh, uh, what? What motivated you to start that platform?
1: First of all, JazakAllah Khair for your such kind words. I think when you're doing the work and you're in in and you're in the business, it's so hard sometimes to remember. That, subhanallah, the things that you have put all your effort and your passion into building you kind of forget in all the intricacies of business right so emailing lists and social media and stuff mm. like that well. mm. and i guess to answer your question what got me started with sisters in business is because gosh it's six years ago now subhanallah mm. almost seven years ago that i decided to create a business and it completely crashed and failed. I pressed launch and I didn't sell one product. Mm. And at that time, you know, me building this business was a get out from my nine to five. I no longer wanted to be nine to five. I was pregnant with my fourth child. And I really just wanted to take that effort and time to be at home. I'd spent the last 16 years prior to that. Within the National Health Service and doing various roles. And I, I was just tired and I needed to get out. So mm-hmm. that business not succeeding was a big issue for me. So I sat and I cried for a couple of days. And my husband said to me, you know, I don't mind that you're crying, but what is it you're doing after? What's mm-hmm. the outcome of, of this crying? And SubhanAllah said, okay, do you know what? I I need to meet other sisters who are also in business, who are facing similar things to me. There must be so many more out there. And so I put my first event out and it completely failed. And I was like, oh, here we go again, back Mm. to square one. Maybe the business world is not cut out for me, SubhanAllah. Maybe I'm supposed to be nine to five and just live a stress-free nine to five life. And then I reworked the post, and I put it out. And within two weeks, the event was completely sold out. And we had sisters that came from Birmingham, from Manchester, from Brighton, that came at that particular one. And I thought, is this a thing? Like, networking is not a new concept. And I will never, ever claim it to be. But in the community, it was pretty new. And in the way that we were doing it, it was pretty new. So I was quite shocked that there was such a good response from it. So we went from one to 20 to 30 to 60, 70, possibly 80 sold out events now, subhanAllah. And, you know, one thing that I'm super passionate about is sisterhood. Being a reaver and understanding how sisters really came and took me on at the time when I took my shahada and feeling that sisterhood and feeling that security is really what I wanted to bring back into Sisters in Business. And so there is no, there isn't a much more befitting name for the business apart from Sisters in Business, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just really bringing back the essence of the son of the Prophet, salallahu Alaihi and his companions. And, you know, really making it a community thing. And, you know, Every sister that walks through the door, she salams like we've known her for years. You know, we hug her like we've known her for decades, and you know that is the essence of sisterhood. You know, is to walk through the door and feel like and not feel as if you do not know anyone. Mm.
0: And that is certainly how I felt as soon as I walked through the doors. And when I was speaking to them, some of the sisters, they like, oh, you know, I wasn't having a very good day that day. They are like, oh, my God, we couldn't even tell. Yeah, <laughs> That's enough. how much I felt so, like, you know, part of the team. It's like, as you said, you know everybody already, although that you haven't yeah. met them before. I've never met any you know, of the sisters. I just walked through yeah. the doors. I didn't know you. I didn't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, you walk out from those doors knowing so many people there mashallah and building those connections and the event that you've had a few days ago another networking event mashallah um that creativity that you bring into each event is different as well so it's not the same thing again and again i came with the expectation that i'm gonna see exactly the same thing as the first event but it was completely different i mean the foundation is always there that sisterhood mashallah that creativity is amazing as well so definitely mashallah amazing work that you're doing there I was interested as well, you mentioned two failures. Tell us more about those, what happened.
1: Oh gosh, so the two failures. So mm. it's funny because when I look back now, the language that I would use now, back what I used back then is not what I would use now. In mm. fact, I call it failures because that's what the general public or normal mm. people would see it as but for me there were learning curves There were journeys mm-hmm. and my journey into a- each thing that didn't work out was to make me stronger for the better thing that was coming yeah. and so the first the first part of the the failure or the journey was you know creating a business that really came from a, um, a place of pain I was mm-hmm. hurting I was in a lot of pain and although I was pregnant, six, preg- six months pregnant with my fourth child, I previously had a miscarriage and it was quite a traumatic miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And I just remember laying in the hospital bed and really thinking to myself that subhanAllah, here I am, a woman of colour who wears hijab, who went through this unexpected miscarriage. I'm now laying in a bed. I can't do my hair. I can't wash my face. All the things that meant something to me, I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to create a box for those moments, for those women who these things happen to unexpectedly, that you go through so much pain that you can't even think about anything else apart from what you are going through. I wanted to take that pain away by just providing a solution that was simple as providing you with a face wash, a comb, a brush, just so that even on the, on that particular moment when you didn't want to show up for anyone apart from the pain that you're in, you still felt like you looked your best. And that's exactly what I wanted to create. But you see, at that time, I had no business knowledge whatsoever. There was mm-hmm. nothing. Everything i done is what I learned on YouTube, is all the blog posts I read. And to add an extra layer of that, there was no one that looked like me that was delivering that message. Mm. and so I thought okay well I haven't succeeded in that and that's absolutely fine we take it as a loss thousands of pounds went with it my house was looking like a storage room but I said each of these things that I bought that I felt like a woman needed her most in that moment of need I'm going to gift it to women Mm. and so when the networking of the very first one came about it was exactly those gifts that I gifted to every single woman and with each gift that I gifted there was a part of me that was also crying because I knew what those products were meant to do for the women mm-hmm. that were supposed to have it, right? Mm-hmm. So then um, so then I, I put that, then um, that failed and I thought, okay, goodness, I'm left with a, stor- a storage room, products everywhere, my mind is completely frazzled, I don't know what's going on, and then I've done a Google search.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in that Google search, the statistic that jumped out to me was 65% of women who start a business fail within the first three years. Mm. But if we're talking about um, a woman of faith, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, who has religious limitations, who can't access finance in the way that the normal woman would access finance, Um, a woman who could walk into a traditional entrepreneurial hub, And access particular resources and things like we can't do it, which then means that 95% of us fell our businesses within the first three years. Wow. Now, that scared me because at that moment, I was sitting within those
0: 95%.
1: I wasn't going to go back to my nine to five. So that drive of hearing those statistics then pushed me into a moment of I can change this. And I'm fully equipped to change it, but we're going to take it one step at a time. I'm still going through trauma of failing that, you know, that one. We're going to take it one day at a time. And subhanAllah, with one day at a time that i done, I had done so many courses on business. I even considered going to do a business degree. You know, I really wanted to be in prime position to mm-hmm. deliver the message. So that was the first, the first mm-hmm. failure that went by. And the second one was the fact that I put out my very first event and it didn't go well and again when I look back there's something that Allah tested me with with patience and control Mm -hmm. I'm a person who loves to have control Mm -hmm. I've come from being homeless I've come from being a young mum And so there are certain things that I couldn't control in terms of where I lived and how much money I earned. But what I could control is the situations that I put myself into and the people that I interact with.
0: Mm.
1: So I lost control because I put this thing out and no one booked a ticket. And then I had to have even more patience to be able to look at it and think to myself, okay, so what is it that I am getting wrong still? and when i look back the one thing that i was getting wrong is the fact that i did not base the foundation of my business upon the son of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wow. and those were the two the two the two failures that had got me to the to the door of what would what some would call success right now
0: wow that is amazing and it's so powerful subhanallah and the fact that those failures, and I, and I love, first of all, how you call them journeys, and that's what this show is all about, to show those journeys, because we don't always see this. We don't see what's happening behind the scenes. We don't see the obstacles. We don't see the struggles. Uh, we see just the success. Yeah. And those failures, as you said, they are learning lessons. They are part of the journey to your success. And one of the interpret, uh, or, or kind of like, you know, some people look at fail as F-A-I-L, first attempt in learning, rather than actually failing. Uh I love how you called them journeys and the fact that you've actually with each failure or each you know um, each of those journeys you didn't just continue what you were doing you were looking to see what was going wrong you were evaluating in order to make sure that the next one would be a success Mm -hmm. and that's what success is about is to look back to see what did it work and Mm -hmm. to see how you can make it better and I love how also you kind of it, you, you say it came from pain but you didn't want anyone else to go through that pain and therefore that was initially you motivated, Masha mashallah now you've mashallah inspired so many sisters and as i mentioned you know all the great things about the um the sisterhood that you've created mashallah and the support that you are doing for the muslim sisters out there I'm just going to quickly remind our dear listeners just in case anybody um, joined us lately. We have Jennifer on the show today who's a TV presenter, event and radio host and a motivational speaker specialising in entrepreneurship, healthcare, youth empowerment and social issues. As a Muslim woman, she blends unique life experiences with unrivaled storytelling skills to bring you on a journey of empowerment and self-discovery. And any of our dear listeners, if you would like to send any questions to Jennifer, or if you have any comments, please feel free to send those and, and I'm sure anybody who's listening here, I'm sure some of the listeners will be relating to a lot of the things that you've mentioned, Jennifer, because there is nobody who doesn't go through struggles, even the prophets have gone through struggles as well. So any, any um, of our dear listeners who would like to comment or um, have any questions, please feel free to send those in the number that I've just mentioned. So, Jennifer, besides, you know, the struggles we go through, you know, the struggles, but there are also positive things that keep us going as well. Absolutely. So, mashallah, for one event to another, to another, to another, than he said for about six, seven years now, tell us more about the positive things that keep you going and, you know, keep you inspired to continue this amazing work.
1: So, first of all, the two things that keep me going is my two daughters. Mm. I want them to grow up in a world where they can step into a generational wealth and be comfortable with stepping into that. I also want a world for them where if they want to be an entrepreneur, they do not have to look and see who else is a Muslim around the table. There's plenty around. The the other things that also motivate me is I know the transformational journey I have gone through myself with having my business. And one thing that I like to say is that entrepreneurship is something that I love so much because I grow with the business, in my mindset, in my tolerance, in my communication. You know, I've really grown a lot, subhanAllah. And you know, a lot of people that knew me back then will also testify to you that Jennifer that is speaking now, that has got the business was not Jennifer, the same Jennifer, maybe even ten years ago, subhanAllah. It's mm-hmm. not the same. And this is the you know, is these things that keep me going.
0: Yeah.
1: The other thing that also keep me keeps me going, jihad, is when you have testimonials from women who come to you and tell you that because of their involvement in sisters in business, they're able to go away and book their very first family holiday that they Mm. have never been able to do before. Mm. When you have women that tell you that we walked into the room, we didn't know anyone, but we immediately burst into tears because I felt like I walked into my home. Yeah. Those kind of things keep me going Mm. because just like anyone, as positive as as I can probably be, I also have my dark days and my dark moments. Mm-hmm. And those moments are really the tests that come from shaitan, that that also the waswas and, you know, all those things that compound and g- combine itself into really making you think that, are you really doing this for the Umar?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is the Umar doing back for you? Mm-hmm. So why are you putting in so much effort? Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, you know, when I look at the last six to seven years and I look at those moments of waswas from shaitan, is it worth it? Absolutely. Because I know that whether a sister has stuck around for a year, six months, two weeks, a day, I know somewhere that she has felt the impact of the community of sisters in business to keep her going wherever she gets to next. SubhanAllah. So you know, all of those things combined keep me going. But also, and I think the last thing that I will say is also just understanding that this is my legacy,
0: that Allah has
1: given me this to leave behind. That the sustainability of citizen business, the legacy of citizen business, far exceeds me as the CEO or the founder. Far exceeds me. I want it to be left in a way that yes they understand that I was the founder but it still goes because of all the sisters that have been a part of the journey as well
0: yeah
1: so yeah it is I can I can speak for ages about what keeps me
0: going
1: <laughs> to love that, those are the those are some of the things that does it for me
0: and that's powerful, mashallah. And that's, inshallah, for the legacy that you're leaving behind, or all that amazing work, inshallah. You continue getting the, the rewards for it. And also for the sisters to benefit from the work that you do, inshallah, you get that reward as well. So may Allah reward you abundantly for all that amazing work. Um, yeah. now the other question i was thinking about why sisters i know you've mentioned there um, briefly about you know uh being 90 in the 95 percent of women who fail and you know specifically muslims in the first three years why not all muslims why specifically muslim uh, females um is there something specific when it comes to muslims in terms of the females not doing, you know, and something for their own business, like, you know, our role model Khadija, she was an entrepreneur, right? But I do notice that in society where, you know, we do rely a lot on the males for finances. So I was wondering, was that the reason why this, you know, the uh, it was specifically for Muslim sisters or are there any other reasons as well?
1: So that is definitely one of the reasons.
0: Mm. You know,
1: when we look at the, the structure of Muslims in the UK, structurally, women are poor. Mm. We're a lot more poorer than, than our men. There's no reason for that. We are just as skilled as them. We are just as educated, if, if not even more educated than them, right? Mm. When you've come from migrant families, especially when you've come from migrant families, the first thing that your family wants you to do is to go and get that education. So that means as a community of women, we do not lack in our educational resources or our educational skills or knowledge, Same thing with our skills, our qualities. You know, Allah has made us as nurturers. So, Mm. you know, from the future of who we are as women, we understand what it takes to build and to create that village and to hold it together. We understand the essence of that because it's innate within us. But what women don't understand is that their visibility is super important. And when I first started citizen business and I looked around, there wasn't many visible Muslim women that I could look at and be like, okay, well, she's thriving and she's thriving because there wasn't, there wasn't many of them. Mm. And so for me, why do I choose women only? First of all, why not? Mm. No one should have to justify why we focus on a particular demographic. Secondly, because our women deserve to have the best, especially when it's halal, especially when she's raising her family, especially when she's able to also contribute into her household, which is then seen as sadaqah. It's not mm-hmm. a must, but it's sadaqah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So all of those things combined is why I only work with Muslim women. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had so many questions. Can non-Muslim women come into our, and into our networking events? And can they? Absolutely. But they also understand that you are now sitting at our table. Mm-hmm. which means that we are unapologetic, which means I say all oh, the Alhamdulillah's, the Masha'Allah's, the Inshallah's, and not having to even worry or flinch that you will then see me as extreme or anything else that you want to see me as. But also, I know what sisterhood gave me.
0: Yeah.
1: I know what the women in the deen gave me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They gave me so much more than just Dean, they gave me family. I'm estranged by two parents and not by death. I'm estranged by family, not by death, but by the fact that they do not want to know me. Mm. And so when you have women that rally together and pull you up and elevate you and make sure that the clothes you wear are clean and make sure that the way that you conduct yourself is good, why would I not want to put back into that same community?
0: Yeah. That's amazing and very powerful, mashallah. So, JazakAllah for that explanation. And, you know, women in Islam are half of the society, right? And therefore, as you said, we're not shown very visibly out there. So, mashallah, you're doing amazing work to bring that out and for us to be part of that society and to be able to raise our children, in inshallah with um with the right foundations and in terms of wealth a lot of people and i had afi um on the show as well um a few weeks ago and talking about finances and that islamically we you know a lot of the um um, of the companions and they were very wealthy and there was nothing wrong with that in fact this is better for us to be wealthy because then we can give so much back to the community and give an example of giving charity. One of the forms of giving charity is in the form of finances. And if we don't have the finances, we won't be able to give in charity as well. Absolutely. So, Islamically, Khadija radiallahu anha, you know, our role model, she was an entrepreneur. And inshallah, she's the one, as you said in the event a few days ago, she gave her wealth to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu mm-hmm. alayhi wa mm-hmm. So, us as Muslim women, we need to have that as our role model as, a, as mm-hmm. and as our example as well. Mm-hmm very shortly we're going to be going for a break um jennifer but perhaps before we break as well, we can talk a little bit about you know the other work that you do sisters of business is just part of the work that you do mashallah. so you said that you specialize in entrepreneurship healthcare youth empowerment and social issues could you tell us a little bit more about that and if we don't have the time to finish it inshallah we'll continue after the break
1: Absolutely. So, part of my passion and part of my work is really sitting in how, again, I, how as Muslim women we are treated within the healthcare system, mm-hmm. and a lot of my my career is rooted in maternity mm-hmm. and rooted in um, in in oh, what's the word in in developing communities within the healthcare system for them to understand how we thrive and how we how we are to um, to be approached and engaged with. and So a lot of my work sits with um, f- beautiful, beautiful existence, like five times more with um, black and brown women are two to three times more likely to die within childbirth and pregnancy um, and even postpartum after that, subhanAllah. So a lot of my work is deeply rooted in that, inshallah. But there's so much more that we can definitely dive into a little later, inshallah.
0: Brilliant, inshallah. We will, inshallah, um, continue that after the break. So, dear listeners, this is Inspire FM on o- on 105.1. We'll be, we'll be going for a short break, inshallah, and we'll continue talking about the amazing work Jennifer is doing. So, see you very shortly.
1: Assalamu alaykum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify
0: assalamu alaikum everyone welcome back to the arise to success show we have jennifer who is a guest with us today who is a tv presenter event and radio host and a motivational speaker specializing in entrepreneurship healthcare youth empowerment and social issues as a Muslim woman, she blends unique life experiences with unrivaled storytelling skills to bring you on a journey of empowerment and self and self-discovery. If you have any questions, dear listeners, or comments, please feel free to send them on OCHAPA79-481822. So, Jennifer, before the break we discussed quite a lot of things, mashallah, in terms of you know sisters in business, which is part of the work that you do. What motivated you to start that, the pain that you've gone through in order to um, and how you use that in order to relieve that pain um, from, you know, from others going through it. We talked about the positive things that keep you going as well um, in the amazing work that you do. Just before the break, we started talking about the other things that you do in terms of the health care, youth empowerment and social issues. So perhaps if we continue talking about that, inshallah, before we talk about the other work that you do as well
1: yeah so as i was mentioning before that you know being involved in campaigns such as five times more
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which i explained previously that you know black and brown women are two to three times more likely to die but um within their child pregnancy childbirth and after mm-hmm. up to a year after subhanallah and you know that actually for most women it jumps up to almost 11 times more so mm-hmm. this is why i do these types of work because again it affects my community it affects women like me it's inshallah that you know we, we sort it out but if we don't it affects our children for instance mm-hmm. and you know so doing work like that is super super important to me um also sitting on boards and really talking to the um to the national health service and really advising them on how they can engage with communities such as ours. One of my biggest pivotal pieces of work was sitting on boards and that we were engaging with the Syrian community, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. how can we engage Syrian women into the conversation of making sure that their, that their maternity journey has better outcomes, because mm-hmm. as we know, you know, the trauma, you know, um, psychological trauma, physical trauma, it all has an effect on how we then go on to conceive our children, subhanAllah. So, mm-hmm. you know, really having these big conversations and being so privileged to sit at the table to be able to say that, that you know, I'm a change maker. Mm. And I'm super proud of being a change maker, because if it wasn't for our voices, or if it wasn't for women like me sitting at tables like these, we wouldn't see better outcomes for our women. And that's Mm. all we want. We want to have better outcomes for our women, which then seeps into the community, which then means that we have better outcomes for our villages, subhanAllah.
0: Yeah, and for the whole of mashallah. That's amazing work, mashallah. And Mila, we you as well for that work. Um, besides that, you're a TV presenter, radio host, mashallah. Um, so tell us more about this work as well. What do you aim to achieve from that? And um, how did, you know, what, what, what's um, the motivation that made you start that as well?
1: Gosh, so let me tell you, the motivation for TV presenting started, I'm going to, this is going to show my age, right? All the way back <laughs> in secondary school, SubhanAllah. And um, I really had this thing of just being so inspired by Oprah. Mm. I had such a real big pull towards Oprah, her Mm. interview style, her passion, her empathy, her sympathy Mm. in these conversations. And so when I came to Islam, I really, really dampened on it. And I really suppressed these desires of wanting to be out in front of the camera for all sorts Mm. of reasons, subhanAllah. And then it came to a couple of years ago when Sisters in Business started kicking off and people really started to understand the work that we were doing. And then I think people started to catch on to the fact that my speaking skills are are pretty good. Alhamdulillah, you know, I've been able Mm -hmm. to craft my speaking skills in a particular way. Um, And so I was asked to be a TV presenter at which I declined because Mm -hmm. at that time I'm still living in the mindset that I can't be this Mm -hmm. person I've always aspired to be. But do I love TV presenting? Absolutely. Okay. I feel like there isn't enough visibility, especially as a Black Muslim woman, in in the world of TV. Um, and Alhamdulillah, at the moment, I'm with quite, you know a prominent TV channel. But I want to break out of that. I want to break mm. out of the community. I want to be in mainstream. subhanAllah. you know, why do I want to be in mainstream? Because we, there isn't enough of us being there. Mm. And the more people get comfortable with seeing women like us, hijab, Muslim. Still normal, by the way. We still talk the same, by the way. (laughs) The more normal it will be in society for us to be involved in things without us having to be a project or a KPI. So that's the desire for it, inshallah. So hopefully one day somewhere, if Allah wills it for me, and if it's something that is good for me, that, you know, I want to be mainstream, doing something, lending my voice to conversations that are much needed, but also just understanding that with all the work that i do and all the hard work that i put into things that subhanAllah you know it will just be uh it will be a momentous a momentous time for my family especially just to see see mum on you know they already see her on a big tv screen but on a bigger mm-hmm. tv screen inshallah
0: Inshallah, and I'm sure you are a motivation to your daughters, your children, and, mashallah, other Muslims out there as well, both males and females, inshaAllah. And that's, that's another thing that we do with this show is to make that an inspiration for Muslims to follow their passions. No matter how much, you know, you fail or, you know, um, your first attempt at learning, it's your journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the end, it is the start, mm-hmm. And the love will be beautiful, inshallah, based on the journeys. And it's those memories that you look back and you'll be grateful for because you learn a yeah. lot from those, inshallah. Absolutely. So with the TV presenter, you were hesitant, you would yeah. me at the start, but now you love it. So what happened oh, yeah. in that position?
1: <laughs> I got bit by the bug. And <laughs> they say, you know, you do it once and you do it, you know, you do it once and that's it. Like you want to do it again. And it's a bit like, it's a bit like being on stage and speaking yeah. to audiences and doing your speaking. The first time I was like, I don't know if this is me. Mm -hmm. And then I went on and I was like, this is a bit of me. This is what I like, mashallah, you know, Mm -hmm. alhamdulillah. Um, So yeah, I got bit by the bug and I haven't looked back since, subhanAllah, you know, and as long as this is what Allah knows is good for me, then, you know, I will continue to be on that path.
0: Inshallah and what do you for the T V shows that you do, what do you address? I would love for the listeners to, you know, tune in and listen to your um shows and stuff like that. Because Mashallah, the event that I've attended, that's another network event that I've attended a few days ago. And as soon as he started speaking, it's like I just want to fully listen to you. And mm-hmm. there was an event that um is happening on the twenty sixth as well, which is an afternoon tea on the bus, right? And yes. you're gonna be there. Yes. So I I just feel like, you know, because I get so motivated by you, I want others, you know, to be, to have the same, to benefit from the same as well. So tell us what you aim to address with the um, TV shows that you do so that others and how others can tune in as well.
1: So subhanAllah, you know, once again, we address issues that are going on worldwide with us Mm -hmm. as sisters, as women. You know, we discuss things like, let me tell you, we discuss Mm -hmm. things like huge things, like, you know, the first hijabi sportswoman or, Mm -hmm. you know, the first hijabi barista, for instance. And then we we also Mm -hmm. address lighthearted things, like someone that found piles of gold in their attic. And I started rumbling Mm -hmm. from my mother-in-law's attic thinking you must have something in there that's going to bring us this wealth, subhanallah. Um, just, then, just sorry, uh, please, just, just, okay. please I'm sure a lot of us are going to go to the <laughs> attic afterwards. Yeah. So been- <laughs> and you know, there was someone that found, you know, old coins from mm. thousands and decades ago, thousands and decades, years and years ago, underneath their floorboards. I started mm. looking in my apartment, do we have floorboards <laughs> here? Because I need to, you know, it always happens to others and not me, you know, subhanallah. Uh, so we have discussions like that and Mm -hmm. just as you know subhanallah just as what inspire fm is doing we also speak to amazing women Mm -hmm. that are doing something in society that are doing something in their community or just doing something for themselves inshallah you know it is it's a varied show it's a breakfast show which means Mm -hmm. you know you get a daily dose of morning inspiration from us subhanallah Mm -hmm. but it's also a show that you know that really does focus on women and we really really we really want to uplift women and continue to uplift them as well, inshallah. So, Mm. you know, what better way to start your day, dropping the kids off to school and then coming home whilst eating your breakfast, catching Mm. us at breakfast, subhanAllah.
0: Amazing. So what time is that? And where can the listeners find you then?
1: So that is 10 to 12. And that is on Mm. Islam channel.
0: Mm.
1: Alhamdulillah. Um, One day, one day I shall be telling you it's my own channel. One day. But until then, um, it's Islam channel. Alhamdulillah.
0: InshaAllah. That's amazing. Is that daily at 10 o'clock?
1: Daily at 10 o'clock. You won't catch me daily, but it's definitely daily at 10 o'clock, Inshallah.
0: That's brilliant, Mashallah. I'm just going to quickly remind our dear listeners, just in case anybody joined just now, we have Jennifer on the show with us today, who's a TV presenter, event and radio host, and a motivational speaker specialising in entrepreneurship, healthcare, youth empowerment and social issues. As a Muslim woman, she blends unique life experiences with unrivaled storytelling skills to bring you on a journey of empowerment and self-discovery. If any of our dear listeners would like to send a question or comments or have anything to say about what we're discussing today, please feel free to send those at r double 2 So talking about, you know, the work that you're doing, we're just talking about the um, um, TV show that you take part in. I remembered um, seeing in one of your posts, um, and and Sister Khalila as well, about TEDx for Muslim women. Perhaps if you can tell us.
1: Yes. I mean, uh, this is when we talk about the Qajr of Allah Mm. and the mercies that Allah lends to me on a daily basis. This TEDx journey of mine started six years ago when I started Sisters in Business. I had this idea mm. of TEDx. and I was like, we need to bring TEDx to the sisters. Mm. I then met Sister Khalila through work and everything that we do and being, you know, co-hosts on Islam Channel. Mm. And one day we are having a conversation and we both let it slip that we want to be TEDx hosts. Mm. And we said, what better way than to collaborate and have a platform once again that really shines a light on the sisters, but in a different way. We want sisters to step on stages and own the stage and really be creative and scientific with the things that they're speaking about. So then TEDx TEDx Bethnal Green is what it's called, was then born, subhanAllah. And, you know, it's a labour of love. Mm. This particular project is a project of love Mm. because we looked through the applications recently and our hearts were bursting Mm. with so much joy and love because sisters are ready for this. Good. women are ready and by the way it's not just for the women it's also for our muslim brothers as well like mm-hmm. subhanallah they're ready they're ready to be on these stages and what what the honor that we can give these people who are who will grace the stages to have that tedx next to their name on their cvs on their websites it's such an honor to be able to be part of that journey subhanallah
0: that's amazing, mashallah, inshallah. You know, as you said, other people are ready. You know, you don't have to get yeah. them to be ready, mashallah. They are ready. Maybe they just was wait- were waiting for that opportunity. They
1: were waiting for the moment, subhanAllah. Yes,
0: yes. Alhamdulillah, you've created that opportunity. So, inshallah, that benefits a lot of Muslims, inshallah, out there mm-hmm. as well. I'm wondering, mashallah, you're involved in so many different things. Mm. You are as well. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you do all of this? <laughs> oh, gosh. The question I get on a daily basis, I always talk about my two girls, but actually I'm a mom of four. So Which I've got, got two boys that? and two girls, mashallah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wake up in the morning, I ask myself the same question. <laughs> How am I doing this on a daily basis? Yeah. But Honestly, when you do something that you love and you yeah. do something that means so much to you, it doesn't even feel like you're doing anything. Yeah. You know, subhanAllah. And like I said to you, Allah gave me this gift. Mm-hmm. I didn't go searching for it. Mm -hmm. Allah gave it to me. And what an absolute honor Mm -hmm. am I to be put in a position that once upon a time I was not really known in the community Mm -hmm. to now being one of, you know, take, I'm going to say this, subhanAllah, and it's not with any type of arrogance attached. It's taken me such a long time to be able to realize that to now being one of the women in the community who is highly sought after when it comes to business Mm -hmm. advice, when it comes to business, when it comes to speaking subhanAllah and you know when you look back and you really look at the things that you've achieved and the things that I'm doing now mm-hmm. I can't tell you how I'm doing it but mm-hmm. I know that each morning that I wake up and pray fajr is always a moment of gratitude to Allah subhanahu Wa Taala. because if it wasn't for that I don't think i would be able to do it at all
0: that's amazing, and I've I've, I've not ever had a, a lecture or a sheikh talk about it or read it somewhere about the how. Is that sometimes a lot, a lot of times actually, what stops us is the how. We can't figure mm-hmm. out the how, and that that tends to kind of stop us from taking steps forward. Yeah. And in that lecture or talk, I can't remember what it was. I remember hearing, "Don't try to figure out the how. The how is for Allah. Leave it to Allah." You just have the intention and go forward. And Absolutely. it will just eventually happen And that relates yes. to what you just said as well And that gets us stuck sometimes Because, you know, the how But that's where our reliance on Allah is The how is on Allah, leave it to Allah yep. Have trust in Allah, try your come, of course But have trust in Allah as well And try, Absolutely. you know, instead of figuring out the how Go for it and Allah will ease it for you Inshallah Amen. In terms of any other upcoming events I've mentioned briefly um, The event that's happening on the 26th Maybe you can tell us a bit more about it Because I just found out about it recently as well and what's going on in that are you doing a talk or are you taking part in that or how are you taking part
1: yeah so that is going to be an afternoon tea Mm. mashallah and it's really again just a time of sisters coming together and really spending time with each other subhanallah Mm. and i will be there lending my voice in in sisterhood and you Mm. know how we can be creative with sisterhood Mm. and how we can foster sisterhood in in a means of collaboration rather than competition subhanallah Mm. So, yeah, whilst I'll be sipping my tea like a queen, as everybody <laughs> else will be, um, it will be such a beautiful a beautiful bus ride I'm, I'm hearing from one part of town to the other. And just really getting to meet people. You know, but, shall I tell you what I really love about what I do? Is mm. meeting new sisters.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: It's meeting new sisters. I mean, just like you, Jihad, you must meet sisters when you do this. And <laughs> the stories that I hear... The trust that people put in me to tell me the deepest dreams of business, subhanAllah, Like it, I just love it. And mm. I'm always, 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 if I can get a chance to meet new people, I really will. And the reason why that is, is because once upon a time, I really, really hated meeting new people mm. because of friendships that had gone bad. Mm. And those were the most miserable years of my life because mm. that's not who I am. Mm. I naturally am a person that likes to get to know people. And so when I see sisters who don't want to get up and go out and do anything, I think back to my moments of that. I think to myself, that was a miserable time. Allah made us all different so that we can all get to know each other, subhanAllah. So why should I or why should anyone limit themselves to only to those who they know? And even if it's just going to be for that moment on the bus that I meet people and it never goes anywhere, I'm fulfilled in that
0: yeah
1: and inshallah the other sister is too inshallah
0: um, i mean and what you mentioned there is that allah created us differently so that we get to know one uh one another and that's an ayah in the quran it so it's it's something that is islamic um sometimes we as you said you know when we go through pain or when we're hurting we just kind of withdraw and you know it's okay if you feel like you really need to get time to withdraw for a bit don't let that be the end so perhaps tell us a bit more about that because that happens a lot to jennifer where we hurt we don't want to deal with people anymore what happened in terms of that transition of you withdrawing yourself from people but then deciding actually you know what that's not me i want to go back to being who i am Mm. tell us more about how did you get yourself back to who you are
1: oh gosh first of all it wasn't a linear journey It was a journey of constantly reminding myself that in this moment, it's not about me. Mm. Um, I went from losing friends that were there from day one, subhanAllah, um, Mm. that taught me how to to wear my first hijab, that, you know, taught me how to wear my first abaya, that we really had our babies together, you know, and that friendship ended really, really nasty, subhanAllah, and it it was Mm. one that left me feeling really, really hurt. And, you know, something that, human nature that when you are left hurt and the other person doesn't recognize the hurt, it hurts even more. Yeah. So yeah. there was all of that going on. But the moment that I decided that I no longer wanted to do that is also tied in the moment that I started Sisters in Business. Oh wow. And it was a moment that I promised myself that I would constantly be open for everyone and anyone
0: mm.
1: because going from losing friends in the way that I did to then seeing those friends shine past you Mm. doing better than you Mm. it really put me in a in a frame of mind of it's me and them
0: Mm.
1: and it should never feel like that Mm. sisterhood is not about me or you us Mm. and them it's about all of us and how Mm. we succeed together or how we journey together and when I started Sisters in Business was the moment from the first salam that I gave the sister that I didn't know before was also the moment that I decided that I was going to open up a lot more. And let me tell you, the friendships, the best friendships that I have at the moment have been made in the digital world, then leaked into the real life world, right? And for mm-hmm. me, I, there is no words. Mm. There's, you know, the messages that I get on people just sending me messages. Somebody called Jennifer. How are you? Mm. I cry mm. because I remember in those past relationships, there was never a moment of "How are you"?
0: Mm.
1: There was never moments of "What can I do for you"?
0: Mm. There were
1: never moments of "Let's just hold each other because that's what we need to do right now." Mm. It was always about take, 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 and I became depleted at the take. Mm. And subhanAllah, the the relationships and friendships that I have now is a give and take. I Mm. give so freely because they also take from me so freely. And I take from them so lovingly because they give so lovingly. And, you know, if there is anyone in that space of they don't know whether they should go and have new relationships, Mm. I promise you there is nothing but goodness that can come out of it if that is what your intention is. so we shouldn't be afraid of making new friendships or make or having new relationships you know it's just again the pandemic taught me that once again that you know us as muslim women as muslim people we thrive in community we don't do things alone so why should i befriend myself and only me and then be miserable and not be happy when i can have x amount of friends and be the happiest muslim woman alive and i like to call it muslim woman joy mashallah
0: Mashallah. that's amazing and i'm just going to remind the listeners that we have jennifer with us today today in the show who's a tv presenter event and radio host and a motivational speaker specializing in entrepreneurship healthcare, youth empowerment and social issues as a muslim woman she blends unique life experiences with unrivaled storytelling skills to to bring you on a journey of empowerment and self-discovery. If anybody has a question or any comments, please feel free to send those on ultra seven nine four eight two one eight double two. And just now, as we were talking about friendship, and I'm sure you know, I wanted to touch upon this because I'm sure a lot of the sisters out there are experiencing the signs. So, dear listeners, if you have any comments that you want to add to that area specifically, any questions in it, please do feel free to send those. And you know, when you were talking about Jennifer earlier in the in the um, in the show that that sisterhood where you felt the love and the support from the sisters that helped you to start or motivated you to start sisters in business on the flip side you talked about the difficulties as well right so that never actually made you give up combining Mm. both of them together the pain and the positives you know both combined together you've created that sisters in business and you've used those experiences that you've had to make it better for other sisters so I just wanted to make sure that I do highlight the difficulties that you've experienced as so, well, because sometimes we just feel I'm the only one who's facing difficulties. Yeah. But yeah. you've had both the positives and negatives of that friendship that helped you to absolutely. create. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And can I just say that it's always a work
0: in progress.
1: Yeah. You never get to a perfect moment with it. Yeah. You know, and if it was supposed to be perfect, then it would be. It would be everlasting. Mm. I've got my best friend we've never argued in the 20 years that we've been friends together mm. does it mean that she doesn't get on my nerves absolutely not it's not a perfect relationship of course she gets on my nerves. I get on her nerves yeah. but the point is is that we're willing to put so much into each other mm. and so you know I know that you know especially when we get older I'm, mm. I'm in my 30s and I've passed a certain threshold of being in my 30s <laughs> and you know one thing that I when I speak to other women is that they say to me that I'm tired of making new relationships
0: Mm. or
1: it's tiresome to invest X amount of years into somebody else now when you've lost someone. Mm. And I always say to me, it only feels tiresome because we make it transactional. Mm. It never feels tiresome when it's a relational relationship
0: Mm.
1: where you truly get to know each other. Khalilah won't mind me saying this, but the day that me and Khalila's relationship was cemented was the day that we traveled together to go and speak at a speaking engagement together. Mm. And I remember her turning around to me and saying to me on the train, we were coming back. She said to me, you know, ugh, I'm going to try and say this without being emotional. But she mm. said to me, she said, I love that I know you now. And I, in the beginning, I was like, what do you mean? It's mm. like, we've just traveled together. And Mm -hmm. the Prophet said that you only get to know Mm -hmm. someone when you travel with that person. Yeah. So, subhanAllah, you know, again, it's about how do we see our relationships and how can we shape our relationships with the understanding that it all goes back to the foundation of Islam.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what makes, you know, lasting relationships as well. Um, And it's not about just take, take, it's about give and take. And you mentioned collaboration several times before, and I wanted to highlight that. And we kind of talked about other things as well. In a lot of cases, when we collaborate, we think, by me giving to somebody, I'm losing out. But it's not like that, because it's a win-win right and that's sometimes a lot of you know a lot of times it actually holds us back from supporting one another because it doesn't mean when you support or give it means that something will be taken away from you yeah so it's it's a it's a islamically collaboration is something that is amazing and it's something that we support one another with i thought we actually have a lot of time and i realized i've only got uh, less than a minute left so um you know i would have loved to spend longer time having that conversation But it has been great jennifer jazakallah khair for all that you've shared you know all the positives and and challenges that you've gone through that made who you are today Listeners, jazakallah khair for tuning in as well. It has been a pleasure to have you on the show, um, Jennifer, and I hope everybody has benefited from this as much as I have as well. And um, please do stay tuned. To into future shows dear listeners this show takes place every monday 67 pm our next guest is a team coach and hypnotherapist who coaches teens to overcome anxiety and step into fearless confidence so please do join us next week as as this is an area i'm sure a lot of you are interested in jazakallah khair. jennifer again lovely having you. Khair, dear listeners, you and assalamualaikum thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org